Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the show. We're actually starting off the new year with all four pastors in the studio. It really, it still is a Christmas miracle, isn't it? <laughs> it is, actually. And as always, we're always on the cutting edge here at the Gospel for Life. We're going to do the top 10 religion stories of 2021. Most people are doing these about a month ago, but <laughs> this is where we're at. Yeah, we did Advent. That yeah. was important. <laughs> yeah, we did Advent. So we're, we're, you know, we're way more spiritual than those other shows, so just trust us. So um, in no particular order, actually, Phil, is this in a particular order? Uh, no, the, the, I, I did not rank these as I, I, I prepped these, and I, I, I relied, uh, I borrowed heavily from uh, a writer uh, who's a part of the Gospel Coalition, um, and uh, Colin Hansen, uh, and, and I borrowed heavily from his top ten list of theological issues. So you plagiarized. Uh, yeah, I plagiarized. It's called yes. Rob yeah, Duplicate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> R&D, research and development. Well, you can repent for that later. Uh, yes, uh, yes. We, ha- we have some indulgences to sell you. So, <laughs> Well, well, I, I stole from at least I stole from at least three sources, so that's research. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in no particular order, we're going to go over the top 10 worship, uh, sorry, religion stories of 2021. Um, so here is number 10, the question or issue of digital worship services. Of course, during the COVID-19 lockdowns, um, many churches, including some churches at this table, started live stream worship um, in order to to make sure that the shut-ins had the opportunity to continue to uh, worship and hear the word. Um, some church leaders since those lockdowns believe that the future of church is online worship uh, via Facebook or Meta, whatever the new name is these days. Um, so... Is online church uh, with each person or family in their living room, is that a viable alternative to in-person worship? I want to just start by saying that I I believe I'm speaking for everybody here that we're not against live streaming services per se. Um, The reason why we started it, and we started this probably five or six years ago as a church, was primarily as a ministry for our shut-ins. Um, a ministry for those that were homesick, homesick with with children, whatever it might be, so that they could, when they could not possibly make it to the worship service, still feel connected to what's going on in church. And there's also a benefit of archiving uh, mm -hmm. messages for people that want to tell somebody about the church and uh, refer them to the church and have them be able to listen to a service before they even come. Mm-hmm. We've had people that join us for our evening worship service online um, from various parts of the country because their particular location does not have a church that has an evening service. So I think there are positive goods, um, things that come out of mm-hmm. live streaming. 
Um, so I don't think that we're collectively saying things negatively about live streaming itself. Um, I think the, the underlying question is when people choose, when they don't have a legitimate reason to be in person, to utilize a digital service in its place. Can, can you replace in-person worship with <clears throat> online worship? Can you just swap it out? Yeah, <clears throat> no. Um, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, it, it live streaming does not take the place. Live streaming, as Russ has been saying, uh, live streaming uh, can be uh, a very effective tool to to meet certain needs. You know, shut-ins uh, and uh, people who are seeking a church home. Mm-hmm. The these days. The, the first contact is not going to be a visit to your church on Sunday morning. Now, nowadays, they're first uh, looking into a new, if they're looking for a church home, let's say they're new in the community, their first contact with the church is going to be a, either a live stream or watching a recording on, on YouTube online. But um, so it's, it, it can be an effective tool for a lot of different things, but it does not take the place of in-person worship. Well, we've mentioned shut-ins, but even uh, even our shut-ins should have pastoral care, should have congregational care given to them. So even though they might not get that during the Sunday service, they're getting that through a week or you know um, you know monthly. Somebody should be uh, contacting them, caring for them, yeah. uh, having some face to face with them. But yeah. you know we're talking about digital worship in which there's no face. To face exactly, and I think that's like so. Someone could say, "Well, wait a second. I, if if I'm sitting in front of my screen, I get a, I can sing the songs, I can hear the message, um, I can take bread and wine at the appropriate time." Well, another discussion, another discussion, <laughs> another, discussion another time. Yeah. But um, so, what's the problem? Well, God is God is a Trinity. He He lives in community for all eternity. Sitting at home in your living room violates the very covenant community that God has brought mm-hmm. us into uh, through Jesus Christ. You mm-hmm. you can't do Christianity as an isolated individual. Right. You mm-hmm. can't. Right. Mm-hmm. Well there there's an interesting this year uh, came out they came out with a book Crossways did it's called Rediscover Church Why the Body of Christ is Essential. It's written by uh, the gentleman you mentioned early uh, Colin Hansen and Jonathan Lehman and uh, they they're pointing out that uh, you know over the last year and a half two years here with you know covid shutdowns how many people have turned to digital worship but there's a, there's a loss that's taking place because when we talk about the church we're talking about the uh, gathering of God's people and uh, so they're mm-hmm. they're dealing with that in that little book rediscovering church so you you're opening up to a passage so what kind of passages could you put behind our answer here um I'm actually preaching out of this text uh, on this coming Lord's Day, um, Hebrews 10. And in that passage, um, in verse 20, I'm going to start in verse 23. It says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. So there's this communal aspect of, of what the author is talking about. And he says, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the draw, day draw near. So the godly people in my congregation that have not, for now, whatever are you, are reason— Are you in that circle? 
No. Um, <laughs> yes, I hope to be. Um, that have can't make it to worship um, because they physically cannot get there. Um, say to me when I visit them, I so appreciate live stream. Yeah. But it's not the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's I think the sense of of what it means to be part of a body is mm-hmm. that. It's not just sitting under the word, even though I think all of us here would say that preaching is the priority of worship. It still doesn't replace the the aspect of the one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, imagine, try, imagine trying to do live stream with your wife. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I I think I I think I prefer living in Florida as opposed to Idaho. So you could stay here with you know your extended family. I'm going to go move down to Florida, and we can just do our marriage via live stream. How mm-hmm. would that work out? Yeah, not well. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, uh, in fact, I was just thinking, uh, as you, even before you gave that analogy, um, one, of, one of the earliest uh, indications of our need for one another in the Bible is when God created his solitary man, Adam, and said, it is not good that the man mm-hmm. should be alone. And that's why God created Eve. That's why God created marriage. But that principle applies to all of life. We need each other. Yes. We need, and we need to be physically together. Yeah. Uh, digital is is not is not a substitute. God, God designed us to be in community to, together physically. What's that syndrome that that babies have if they're? I mean, they've done studies like if they're yes. not touched mm-hmm. and held and loved, yeah. they they turn out it's, it's like really bad. Yes, uh, they yes. have social, you know, um, anxiety or whatever. Um, well, well also know. also one of the one of the worst ways to abuse a human being is solitary confinement. Yeah. Which is why they do that sometimes in yes uh, systems. You know, there's you know, the, I can't remember what the book was years ago. Even they were talking, of, and I I think one of the references was about bowling alone, or the fact right. that some people will go get a haircut even when they don't need a haircut just to have somebody touch them. Um, you you put you know you want to feel like you're being hugged. Just take some gray duct tape and uh, stretch it across your shoulders. Yeah. You know these kind of things in the in the church uh, god has or- organized christianity in such a way that he means to center our christianity around regularly gathering together seeing one another learning from one another equipping one another encouraging correcting uh, one another loving one another and those things happen when we stand together in in church we breathe the same air we join our voices in song we hear the same sermon and we partake of of uh, the same sacraments together um and one of the things that it does is you we can look around and say you know i'm not alone in this faith and um there are things that happen when we come together that can't happen when i'm apart i mean the passage in hebrews talks about encourage one another Mm -hmm. and one of the things that we say in our church is that being part of the church is experiencing both the joys and sorrows of life with one another. Yeah. Right. And rejoicing with those that rejoice and, and, and also weeping with those that weep. And you, you can't do that at a distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there has to be an ongoing um, communion of the saints um, 
sometimes people think that when you gather at the Lord's table that it's communion just vertically. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it, it's actually not. It's it's a, a vertical communion with the Lord, but it's also a horizontal um, communion with the the people of God, with yeah. the church. Yeah. It's both and, mm-hmm. and we make the mistake of thinking that church is about me and God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it never was just about you and God. And, and nor is it just about. Um, so to add to, to add to your point. Nor is it just about me and the saints that are right there at that location. Further on in Hebrews, mm-hmm. the author says, you have not come to the old mountain where Moses, you know, the fire came down, but you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. When we gather with the saints. We are actually gathering with those triumphant saints that have gone before us and with the angels itself. This is a spiritual gathering. It's not uh, uh, it's not it's not like going to a football game. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's 100% different than anything else you experience on earth. Mm-hmm. Man, I I must have just said it all. You just said it all. Um <laughs> I think what I've seen in our own congregation of those that have chosen to disengage um, because of of concerns um, over COVID and and maybe other things, um, how hard it's it's been for them to to reengage, mm-hmm. to um, find their way back into the life of the church because. Um, the saying is, "You never step into the same river twice." Right. right. So the church right. didn't stop when they left, mm-hmm. and so as they try to re-enter the life of the church, they're stepping, you know, into a stream that's no longer where the church is, um, mm-hmm. because the church has has grown and developed and matured and changed. And that's why we make uh, commitments to one another, so that we are actually committing to one another, and we we're there for the long haul. So we're there for the growth and the maturity of of everyone in that facility. That's right. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We're going over the top 10 religion stories of 2021. If you missed uh, this show, you're just tuning in, just go subscribe to our podcast, The Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time. 